up? It's Luke with Dogman.com, joined by assistant baseball coach at the University of Washington, Billy Boyer. Billy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Doing great. Um, awesome. So, uh, Billy, I thought I'd start kind of an open-ended question, but um, for those maybe of our readers or listeners that don't know uh, much about you or maybe Husky Baseball, thought I'd maybe give you a time to kind of explain a little about who you are and how you got to coaching here at the University of Washington. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm actually from the Pacific Northwest and um, went to high school at Enumclaw High School, Mm -hmm. uh, about 50 miles south of the city. So um, actually signed to be a Husky in 2002 um, to to play here, um, but signed a professional contract out of high school and ended up deciding at that time that it was kind of best for me to to go that route. But Ended up playing professionally for the LA Angels, um, then came back home and started coaching at a local um, facility out in Ravensdale, Washington called Rock Creek, and also at Green River Community College for one year, Pierce Community College for, I think, five years, um, and then came to the University of Washington as an undergraduate um, for two years, and then one year at Seattle U um, as the volunteer coach there. And then I headed back to the professional ranks where I was the info coordinator for the Minnesota Twins and the Detroit Tigers um, this last season. Um, and now um, back here at home at Washington. And then obviously you've had connection to the school, like you mentioned, uh, originally committed to play college ball here before deciding to go professionally out of high school. Um, and being from the area, obviously you have ties to the up that way. Had you had any previous relationship with Coach Kelly prior to this, or how did you kind of make that connection? Yeah. Uh, you know? Yep. So I crossed paths with with JK originally um, when I was uh, at Rock Creek, um, and then when I came to uh, be the undergraduate assistant in I think it was 2015, maybe. Um, that's where we really started to create a relationship and, and get to know each other a little bit. Uh, and then obviously you'd mentioned that you'd done it kind of infield coordination professionally, twins and tigers. Um, obviously Huskies, I think I don't want to have this wrong. 23 games into the 2023 season, currently top 10 nationally in fielding percentage best in the pack 12. Uh, I'd imagine that's kind of an area of expertise that you've brought to this coaching staff. Tell me a little bit about maybe just the defense that the dogs are putting together this year and your role in kind of creating, I guess, the on-the-field product and mindset. Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, there's we have really talented defenders, really talented players, um, so it makes my job pretty easy, you know, just trying to go out there and provide them with with options and, and, uh, and really just trying to push them to be the best version of themselves out there and um, – you know, we are running a pretty elaborate shift scheme, which, you know, I think is um, has really helped us defend at a really high level. We're, we're putting mm-hmm. guys in good positions and in areas of uh, on the diamond that we think have a high probability of not only to get ground balls, but to put them in um, a higher play percentage um, where they're not forced to make these really tough, elaborate plays, but that balls are being hit more right to them. Um, or inside their box, so to speak. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to bring, like you said, my, my level of expertise is kind of on on the defensive front. It's really been where my passion has lied in my professional uh, coaching career. But 
Um, we're just trying to put our guys in the best position possible to, to make plays. You mentioned things about shift scheme. I don't know if this is kind of a dumb question, but I've been curious, especially as I feel like shifting in just ways the teams implement the shift become more elaborate. Uh, like if a kid's grown up playing shortstop and they're used to being on the right side of second base, is it weird? Like, is it tough for kids to get used to, you know, I'm going to be on the left side of second base. Now I got to turn right to turn two. Uh, like I'm closer to first on this throw or the other way around. And how do you kind of, I mean, obviously I'm sure it's a bunch of reps, but how do you kind of uh, get kids to the spot where they are aware of where they're positioned on the field and feel natural making whichever play comes their way? Yeah. I mean, at first it's, I think it's a pretty major transition for a lot of our guys. Um, but like you alluded to, it's, it's really about the practice environment and putting them in, the most representative style of practice that we can to get them familiar with those areas on the field. You know, asking a shortstop uh, to play on the second base side, asking a second baseman to play on the shortstop side, asking a third baseman um, to turn a double play, um, not only on the front side of the double play, but also the back side of the double play in, in some rare occasions. Uh, having a first baseman be uh, completely on the right side of the infield by himself. So he's responsible for bunts. He's responsible for balls to his right. He's responsible for obviously covering the base. Um, you know, we just, we, we, you know, we really spent a lot of time in our practice environments practicing these things and trying to make them as representative as we can to the game with not only the ground ball pace, but also uh, the spacing that we're trying to create and, and just trying to really push them in that environment. Yeah, you mentioned, obviously, also having talented guys on the defensive side of the ball. I saw um, just a clip on Twitter from the uh, from the Portland game recently. It was them flipping two or turning two, and it said Cam Clayton, quickest draw in the West. Tell me a little right. bit about Cam Clayton and what he brings to the table defensively. Yeah, I mean he's he's a really versatile defender. I mean he's got incredible hands and and just a real knack mm-hmm. uh, for catching the ball clean and being able to throw the ball on target. And he's been um, absolutely instrumental in our our ability to run these shift schemes. You know, having a shortstop um, or a middle infield in general that is is really capable of kind mm-hmm. of playing all over the all over the surface at different depths at different alignments. Um, is really, really crucial, um, you know, and with our ability to our pitchers to put the, the ball on the ground, you know, mm-hmm. it's, we take a lot of pride in being able to pick those up and turn them into outs you know, at a really, really high clip. It's, it's kind of our thing. And um, it's, it's an area of focus for us every day. Hey, you mentioned just cause you said middle infield um, in the infield, obviously uh, I guess also if you include Johnny at catcher, there's four pretty known quantities coming into 2023. I think I certainly have been, really impressed and uh I get, i'm sure you guys weren't surprised but i was like holy cow this sam DiCarlo kid is pretty darn good tell me a little bit about sam and like his adjustment to playing high level pac-12 college baseball right yeah sam sam came to us kind of late in the process um you know when the new coaching staff came in um coach Silverman had had eyes on him and, and seen him a lot and brought him in kind of um last minute and you know, honestly, we, we knew he was a good player. We knew he was talented. We just we didn't know um, exactly how uh, it was he was going to, you know, impact our club. And, and man, just all fall, he was just solid, just great defense, put together good at bats. And, uh, you know, now we're, you know, 23, 24 games in the year. And 
he's just played incredible defense and, and gotten some big hits and um, has really just kind of held his own, you know, and just stepped into the role and, and handled it with with confidence and and uh, he's he's been impressive. He's been very impressive. And then uh, I guess obviously we've talked kind of the defensive side. I know Coach Kelly brings a pitching background himself. Are you pretty heavily involved in also just how the Huskies swing the bats? What's your kind of involvement in offense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I run our our offense as well. And, um, you know, again, like we just have really seasoned guys that are, are, have been really professional about the way they go about their work. And um, we're just trying to, on our end, from a coaching staff standpoint, just trying to provide them with as much information as we can and prepare them um, with a, a very professional mindset. and um going in and like just putting together a bit of bats and, and hitting the ball hard to do is you know inflict as much damage as we possibly can on that night swing. One thing that jumps out when you say speaking of good at bats, I mean I'm just looking at the stats for this year. You've got Will, AJ, uh let me see who else, Michael Snyder, Kobe Morales, all guys in double digits walks. I think seven of the guy of nine highest guys in played appearances have on base percentages north of four hundred. Um, I mean, obviously, when you think of hitting and the Huskies have done more than their fair share of absolutely hammering the ball this year, too. But th- there's also the element of getting guys on base and like working full counts and long at bats and things like that. Has that been is that something that you've kind of emphasized this year? Makes of also kind of veteran presences on the team that are are used to seeing college pitching or how's that kind of come to be? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we we're we're trying to do inflict as much damage as we can on every swing, but the maybe the thing that's even more important than that is swinging at the right pitches. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so we spend a ton of time identifying, you know, pitchers' pitch characteristics, how he throws the pitches, how they move, where he's trying to land them, and and using um you know, the reverse of that is understanding your zones and where you can inflict damage and where you have width and um, and trying to cross-sect those things to give our guys the best opportunity to put together good at-bats, make good deci- make really good swing decisions, and then ultimately, you know, hitting the ball hard and, and doing damage. And then on top of that, a- another guy that's also in your infield that I wanted to hype up, uh, Will Simpson has been annihilating baseballs this year. W- what does a presence like that um, a veteran guy, someone that can leave the yard on one, or I guess on any swing or any pitch, what does he bring to this lineup? Yeah, I mean, he's not only is he, uh, you know, providing uh, a massive offensive season for us, but he's our greatest leader. You know, he's the guy in the clubhouse that that he's really the glue that's kind of holding our offense together. And um, to his credit, you know, you know, a guy that's been in the program for a while and and, and kind of had some success over the last couple of years, like. He's just really blossomed in um, the environments that we're throwing at them and, and been a great leader to, to kind of, I don't want to say pull everybody else along, but he's not doing that, but but certainly help steer mm-hmm. um, the whole crew in the right direction. And to have that type of leadership um, in our clubhouse um, with the new coaching staff and to be kind of right on board from the very beginning is was massive. And he's, He's just, man, he's just an incredible player. And we got him swinging at good pitches and he's firing the barrel a lot. And as you know, and, and I think as everybody else is starting to find out, anytime Will puts a swing on it, it, it could end up in the lake, you know? Yeah. And uh, we're uh, we're certainly blessed to have him on our side. For sure. 
Um, this may be kind of anecdotal, but I, looking through Twitter, there's obviously the, uh, like the video replays of homers will be tweeted. And then there's also that, uh, I guess, graphic that shows like launch angle and where it left the yard. Are, are you guys going opposite field like all the time? Or did I kind of make that up? It feels like there's a ton of opposite field bombs this year. Um, no. no, I mean, we're we're trying to hit the pitch where it's thrown. Um, yeah. we're, not, we're not trying to pull the ball. We're not trying to hit it the other way. We're not, you know, we're. We are trying. We are doing our best to identify trends and exploit those trends. Um, mm-hmm. And if that means lifting the ball the other way um, or pulling the ball into the bullpen, you know, like it, it, you know, we can do both. And that's what I think is making us a really dangerous offense right now. Is not only can we kind of collect hits kind of all over the diamond, but we have, you know, really, you know, seven or eight guys in the lineup that can hit a home run in any in any at bat. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're again, we're just really trying to. To hit the ball hard, it doesn't matter. I don't care where they hit it. I just wanted to hit it hard, and and honestly, we're we're trying to hit the ball in the air, um, mm-hmm. if we can, and hard and flat. And if we miss it a little bit, then you know it'll it'll turn into a homer. And then uh, I just saw today that uh, Washington just cracked. I think D one baseball's top twenty five. Um, I'm not sure if you guys care about that at all, but is that validating to see like? the nation taking notice of a 17 and six team that just took two of three on the road from UCLA. I, I honestly haven't even seen that. So I, you know, <laughs> not something that we talk about it's, it's yeah. um, we talk about just today, you know, mm-hmm. um, we're just trying to today. We're going to go out and try to practice um, the best we can to prepare for Oregon state tomorrow night and, mm-hmm. and their club. And, um, yeah. Rankings are, are great. And I think it's something that, you know, is validation of you're doing a good job and your guys are playing well, but at the end of the day, we, we don't really care about that. We care about today and taking care of our practice today and putting together a good practice plan and our guys executing on the field so that going into tomorrow night, we can give ourselves the best chance to compete and, and to win against really good clubs. And then I guess I'll leave you with, like you said, hosting Oregon State this weekend, uh, coming off a series win and a midweek win as well. What's kind of the opportunity in front of you against another top-tier Pac-12 program? Uh, keep the ball rolling at home. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we want to protect our turf. You know, we want mm-hmm. we we want to we want to prove that we can play against anybody in this conference and anybody in the country. And um, you know, when when these types of teams come into Husky Ballpark, we just want to do everything we can to to protect our turf and play well in front of our fans. And um, and really, that's it. You know, like it's again, it's just. You know, we're, we're really kind of looking at it in a way, and, and Coach Kelly talks about this a lot, you know, not necessarily playing the opponent, but just playing, you know, that pitch. Like, it just it's just that pitch. It's not the scoreboard. It's not who we're playing. It's just we're just going to take care of that pitch kind of one at a time. And and, uh, and if we – every pitch to, to compete at a high level and, and, you know, at the end of the day, hopefully burn wins. Great. Well, like you said, Oregon State coming to town first pitch, I think tomorrow at 6.05 p.m. So everyone that hears this, make your way out to Husky Ballpark and support Billy and the dogs. Uh, Billy, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Uh, It was great chatting with you. 